and welcome back to Dr. Quackers. Um, thank you for joining me on this second episode. Um, I really enjoyed recording the last one, so hopefully this one goes just as well. I'm also going to do a quick little refresher uh, that there's going to be spoilers in this review, so if you haven't seen this movie, I don't know where you've been for the last 40, 50 years by now. So, uh, the movie we're going to cover today is a movie I watched when I was a young duckling. Um, Star Wars, the original Star Wars, or some people know it as Star Wars A New Hope. So the Star Wars franchise is it's, it's one of my favorite movie franchises of all time. Um, even with some of the hiccups it's had along the years, even with its current hiccups, um, it's just it stood the test of time for me and I just love it so much. And I think part of it has to do with the great characters that the movies established in the original three movies like Luke Han and Leia and Chewie and the droids like R2 and C-3PO they're so well written and I, I feel like they're just they're such likable and relatable characters and they each cover like different archetypes of a character like Luke is the naive like he's the main hero and he's like an old farm boy and he's learning how to become a man and being able to you know help save the galaxy in, in a sense and Han's like the suave cool guy that has a lot of air and mystery around him even though he has a heart of gold that you don't he doesn't let anyone really see and you kind of get hints that he's a really that he actually is a nice guy through his you know his comrade Chewie and I I really love that foil um for each other in Han and Chewie and probably one of the most badass uh, female characters in any movie is Princess Leia. I mean, I remember as a kid, I, I, I liked all the characters. I wasn't like, ew, it's a girl, I don't, I don't like her. Um, I didn't care. I thought she was really cool. I, I liked how she kind of gave Han shit and called them all idiots as, pretty much as soon as they meet. Like, as soon as Luke and Leia meet each other, she just, like, shits on them. She's, like, a little short for a stormtrooper. And I think that's what makes her so, so great. And I think that's why Carrie Fisher made that character such a well-known female badass. Like in any science fiction, like I feel like most people, when they watch science fiction and they have like a female heroine, they always think of like Princess Leia and like how well they stack up against each other. And the other big thing I love with this movie is just the universe that it creates like all the spaceships i remember as a kid i remember when the movie opens and it's it's a rebel ship flying away from an imperial star destroyer and i just remember being like in awe of the scale of the ships and like them just fighting in space and there's no, there's like no there's no pause it's it just opens from the opening crawl and then it's just immediate action and it really set the Empire as this really imposing threat to the galaxy because you just, in the beginning of the movie, you see heroes that you don't know just yet that they're heroes, but you see people trying to fight for their lives and they're just getting slowly massacred by basically like clones of each other. It's just, it's just men in white armor. They look exactly the same and they're just mowing down all of these men as they're just trying to escape. And then, which later then opened, uh, probably one of the greatest movie villains of all time enters the scene and he just looks so imposing compared to everybody like he's wearing black he looks he looks you just know he's the bad guy when you see him 
he just looks down at all the corpses and he's like mm, that's right nothing to see here business as usual and also the other thing I, I, I noticed when I was a young duckling was that I loved all of the different species and aliens in the movie I remember Greedo specifically who's a Rodian and I, I really liked how they all had like interesting and different languages with each other and I loved how they had like different personalities like you could tell that Greedo was like a little on the slimier side he was very much the gangster um in Honshaw first I, I don't care um and I really like all the like the cantina scene when uh, Luke and Obi-Wan enter it and it, like pans around and shows all these like fucking goofy looking aliens but it doesn't they don't feel out of place they, it's just the way that it's shot and the way that everyone's just kind of like yep this is normal that it doesn't seem weird when you see like basically a guy that looks like Satan with like a giant weird looking like teddy bear looking dude and I, I just I love the whole I love the whole atmosphere that they set up and I, I like the I love how there's so many different locations which I think later down than some of the newer movies especially the ones with Disney I think they've kind of like used way too much desert planets but in the first film it's you it covers different grounds like it, it shows like the cold blackness of space and, and other spaceships and you can tell the big difference between like the, the rebel ships and the Millennium Falcon to like the Death Star and a Star Destroyer and a TIE Fighter they you just when you go into the imperial structures and their ships it just looks imposing and i think that's what they were going for and i really love how they did that um yeah and i also really liked how i really liked yavin i remember as a kid i, I always wanted to like explore the the giant structures and temples you could see there i don't know just like watching that movie as a, as a young duckling i i really wanted to go on a spaceship and fly around this universe and I, I think that's what many kids like myself felt um, watching this movie I, I know not everyone's a Star Wars fan but man, I remember I just I, I really I really think that at least one time in your life you should watch this movie whether you like it or don't I, I just think it's one of no at least know why it's so beloved and it's such a big classic and the villains are just are just fantastic. I love Grand Moff Tarkin, and I love Darth Vader. And it really sets up that he's a badass, and you don't want to fuck with him. Like he chokes out one of the Imperial officers. Actually, I'm pretty sure a few in this movie. Um, it's like he just shows that he has this unforeseen power that you don't know about, and it's only hinted at through Obi Wan and uh, Vader that there is like that the force this un this unseen entity that lives in all things and uh binds us and penetrates everybody that it's just basically it i mean it's essentially it i don't, I don't even know how to describe it and i think that's the way it should be um i'm not always the biggest fan of like explaining everything in movies it's just supposed to be this mystical force that no one really understands and you have to spend jedi and sith have to spend their lives studying this art and this mysterious uh, entity so I, I really like that aspect of of the universe and I, I love how cold and calculating Grandma Tarkin is he, like he's never you never feel like he's being taken advantage of like yes he can be overzealous um, 
with how he treats the Death Star, and he's a, he's very cocky when it comes to his trust in the Death Star, and it ends up being his downfall, really, um, in the final battle, because he, unfortunately, he is killed in this one movie, even though I kind of wish he was in more, um, and I love, I love, one of my favorite scenes is when he's, uh, he's basically tricking Princess Leia into telling him the, um, where the hidden rebel base is and she does lie and she tells him it's Dantooine but it's actually Alvin 4 but instead he just he just blows up her home planet of Alderaan with a Death Star and that's what he threatened her with he was like either you tell me where it is or I'm gonna blow the planet up and she tells him giving him a random planet um, hoping that you know her home planet wouldn't be destroyed in in this awful scene and then he just he just does it anyway and i think that's what makes star wars villains so much more interesting to watch i just i don't know like i can watch that movie all the time and i never feel as though the villains are just pushovers like like i i noticed in a lot of modern films villains seem to be not as taken seriously that the the focus is more on like why the heroes are so great and i i think that's kind of missing from modern cinema and i really like how there's i liked that old shift where it was like no like there's a viable threat and just because you may not always win um you can but it will it will come with a great cost and i really like that aspect of this universe and i love the way that the villains work with me um yeah and i i don't know just this this movie franchise and this movie in particular just stuck with me for years now i mean it's one of the first movies i ever watched um when i was younger and i've, I've watched it probably too many times to be honest compared to most people i've probably seen it way too many times and for some probably not enough <laughs> depending on your level of devotion to this uh saga i don't know it's it's something that my family and i have are, are really like bonded and close with over is this franchise and not just this movie in particular like just Star Wars in general, and I, I just, I really like this one, because this is what kicked off that whole trend, and I think it's very inspiring to see someone like George Lucas, who, who had a vision, and he, he knew what he wanted to, uh, the story he wanted to tell, and not everyone believed in him, and he just tried and tried and tried to get his vision onto the screen, and it worked, it worked out for him, and now he's one of the richest people on the planet, and I just... I really like that sentiment, and it's kind of always stuck with me that, you know, sometimes people may not always like what you have to say or what you want to do, but if you know, if you try hard enough and you put enough effort and you know you have a clear vision of what you want to do, you can succeed. So in my last review, I talked about how John Williams is one of my favorite composers. Um, he is obviously the composer of this movie, and it is, I, I love... I love the Star Wars score in all the films. Um, it, it's they're all, except for Rogue One. I believe Rogue One and Solo are the only ones not composed by John Williams. But the rest of them are—it's just amazing, especially in this one. I love. Um, technically, in the original film, it's the it's Obi Wan's theme, but it ended up being like the Force's theme. It's—I just love it. I love the Force theme. I love. I love one of my favorite scenes in terms of like the score with the cinematography is when Luke 
is looking at the twin sons of uh, Tatooine and he's just staring and he's so conflicted in what he wants to do like he wants to leave Tatooine and you know get a better life um unfortunately that his family would be brutally murdered by the Empire the next day and it's just it's one it's a great scene um I, I love the beautiful cinematography and like the wide shots and just the music just enhances everything and you never like look at the scene and you like maybe maybe we should tweak this maybe maybe I want a different song here I don't know every every song it just perfectly fits the tone and the visuals of the scene um, which is part of the reason why John Williams is such a famous composer because he like one of his things is that he likes to look at scenes and he wants to know the script so he when he writes music he he visualizes what's going on and I think that's why his score just beautifully fits the film so well now I know I just spent about 15 or so minutes talking about how great and how perfect this movie is but there is one thing that I isn't perfect in my eyes is the dialogue the dialogue isn't terrible but it's also not great I love George Lucas and I love his writing I think he's a great grand scheme like big picture writer like his the way he writes universes and overlapping stories I think is really well done but his dialogue is a little rough around the edges and and I think due to the, the caliber of actors he has in the film, it doesn't come out as much that his dialogue isn't great, even though a lot of the actors, uh, particularly Mark Hamill um, and Harrison Ford, and uh, I can't remember the actor's name of Obi-Wan, I apologize for that, but also him as well. <laughs> they 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 will constantly tease him about about like we need to change this we need to change that so it doesn't sound as corny and that's my only gripe of the film because sometimes when I when I when I really pay attention to what they're saying because sometimes just the, it's it's such a visual like spectacular moment just to watch the whole film like I it's such a visual masterpiece that sometimes with like even though the dialogue isn't fantastic you kind of just forget about it you don't really pay attention to it but when you've seen it like hundreds of times like I have you you kind of like start to notice these things like huh that doesn't that sounds kind of weird I don't know why you would say it like that um but yeah that's that's my only real critique of the film I mean it has a few like a few mess ups but like like the stormtrooper hitting his head on a door stuff like that nothing that I would ever be like it's a worse movie because of these things and I think that's part of the charm of the original film that so many people loved it it had those like weird moments where it's like did you see that I think that was a mess up um which is what I kind of like about old films is that I like I like seeing those like weird like bloopers that no one really notices I, I like that stuff I think it's really interesting I, I, I really think that's what make can make people like a movie more is that they're spending time looking for looking at every still frame and every corner and every every inch of the screen and I think that's what really shows you like how how dedicated people are to these films to try and find even the littlest like weirder annoying critique that they can find just to be like this is why it's not a 
this is this is a mess up. You got to fix that. Um, I think as positive and negative, um, like I I don't I'm not gonna knock the score. I mean of the movie because of stuff like the stormtrooper hitting his head off of a door or, or stuff like that or, or some of the funny dialogue of uh, the stormtroopers being like you need to close the blast door, open the blast doors. So stuff like that. I, I the humor is another thing that I love for this movie. I think that it's kind of lost the humor a little bit in some of the newest films. I just don't think they're like the jokes aren't as eloquently delivered um, as the earlier movies are, and I think it has to do with the caliber of actors. Because to be honest, I mean the first three films, other than Humor Rigger and the prequels, um, and Samuel L. Jackson. I mean there are a few good actors in the prequels for sure but like main character actor wise other than you mcgregor in the prequels i mean the original trilogy just definitely has the most like skill i i mean i love mark hamill and i love harrison ford and i love carrie fisher they're just gr- they're all great actors and i think that's why the humor and they're putting their own personality into the characters is what made them so beloved um which is what i think has made people even now prefer those like older looking films over some of the new ones because they don't have that same charm which is why i think this movie is so special so i'm gonna bring this review to a close and i'm just gonna say this um, i will always love this movie and i will continue to watch this movie and i will show my future offspring this movie It, I'm, I'm kind of torn with what I want to score with. There's a part of me that wants to give it a 10 out of 10. But it's not a perfect movie. Which is also a good thing. It's that great movie that's just like right there. And which at, at times could be a strength because this is it has sequels. So that it, it leaves wiggle room for those sequels to do it better. So when I don't, if I don't give it a 10, it's not because... I don't think it's a master a masterclass film. It's that maybe I hope that the next film will be that ten out of ten. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with what I think is right. I'm gonna go with a nine out of ten. Um, I highly recommend watching this film. I, it's it's a it's a masterclass film. It's it's one of the greatest films of all time, and I think it always will be, no matter how much someone tries to tarnish its reputation modern day audiences i mean like there's way too many people out there that are that are fans of the original trilogy i don't think it will ever die i mean look at stuff like the mandalorian it's it still inspires great star wars product i just don't know how long that will go for but i know that this the the original trilogy especially the first star wars always will so thank you for tuning in uh hope you enjoyed this episode um i'm hoping that i'm i'm speaking a little more naturally i i'm not as much used to this I'm, i've never been a one-on-one talker before i i know i can mumble sometimes so please uh give it a follow um give me another listen please um i'll take any feedback you can send my way uh thank you